to Around the Homestead podcast, where we share information on topics from gardens to goats. Our aim is to provide small farmers and landowners valuable education on projects that may arise around the homestead. Whether you have been on the homestead all your life or you have just began the farm lifestyle, we hope you garner helpful tips to make your rural lifestyle most rewarding. Now here are our hosts, Brad McGinley and Sean Rhodes. Well, hello and welcome to the Around the Homestead podcast. We've been uh, it's good, to, good to be with you today. We've been off for a while, but we're back and strong here. This is Brad McGinley, County Extension Agent in Grant County. And I've got my co-host with me, Sean Rhodes. He's over in uh, Scott County. And uh, Sean, you know, uh, it's that time of year where we're thinking about uh, starting to prune trees. And uh, it's uh, about that time to think about that. Yeah, it sure is. Uh, we're already down through January here. going to be February before long. It's time to get started on some of them. Uh, I've actually went on and made a few tree calls already in the new year. So it's already on people's mind, right? Yep, it sure is. And uh, to discuss that today, we've got a special guest here. We've got Mr. Carol Guffey here with us today. He's a retired extension forester. And uh, he retired into my county, so uh, we snatched him up and put him back to work as a master gardener volunteer. So, Carol, we, we appreciate you being with us today. Uh, enjoy being here. All right. Well, Carol, you know, this that time of year, like Sean and I talked about, you know, people thinking about pruning or planting trees. And um, what's the, you know, question we get all the time is what's the best time to prune a tree? Well, kind of the, the, I guess the answer that most professionals give is uh, it's best to prune when the saw is sharp. So basically <laughs> you can prune any time of the year, but actually, you know, if I had to pick a month and, and if, if I did my own pruning or do my own pruning, I try to do it in February. I mean, that's kind of the best time. The, the trees are starting to do a little growth. The roots and, and stuff are starting to grow. And so if you prune it then, it's, it's still wintertime. We don't have a lot of, of the disease spores that are floating around. Uh, and so the tree gets a chance as soon as it starts growing in the spring, it gets a chance to start trying to seal off those wounds that we create, which that's what a prune is. It's actually a wound. And so that gives the tree that this whole growing season to kind of seal that off and, and get ready, you know, to, to, and maybe prevent rot from becoming established. Sure. Sure. So, you know, I guess we need to kind of start off with the basics here. What's the purpose of pruning? Why, why do we prune in general? Well, that's really a good question because a lot of people, it's just like, oh, well, it's February. I got to prune. And, you know, you really, you need to have a reason. You don't have to prune every year. You don't have to prune a tree every year. Uh, so you need to look at it and have, have a reason in mind, but, uh, some of the major reasons are, are for the health of the tree. If you're talking about fruit trees, uh, pruning uh, for fruit production is important. And, and then also, it seems like every year we have storms that go through. So if you have storm damage, uh, that's a reason to prune. And also, if, if, if you have limbs on trees that are dragging you off the lawnmower and things like that, you know, that's a reason. I mean, 
get it where you can get in there and, and do your maintenance on your yard. Uh, so again, you need to have a reason. Uh, and, and anytime that you do, that we do start pruning, we have a few things we want to do. First of all, we want to take out any dead wood, any dead branches. You always take those out when you do pruning. If you have broken branches, you want to take those out then. And then if you have two branches that are rubbing against each other, that's just creating a, 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 an area where decay can become established. So we want to take out one or two of those branches, you know, if they're rubbing. So that's something anytime you prune, you always want to look at those three things. Okay. That's, those are good. Yeah. I, you know, there's nothing more frustrating than trying to mow and under a tree and knocks your hat off or whatever, you know, I usually go grab my chainsaw at that moment in time, just go ahead and take care of it right then. <laughs> Cause that's frustrating. So let's talk about some proper, uh, proper ways to prune, you know, I mean, back in the old days, I can remember my grandparents and things like that. They would just come in there and top a lot of trees and that's really not the way to do things and so um talk to us a little bit about the the proper pruning techniques okay there i guess one of the, the the hardest things to describe to people is is where to to make a cut on a on a limb but if if what we want to do what we call it is the branch collar if you look at a limb and on most trees, you'll see when it, where it comes out from the trunk, it's pretty big. And then you go just an inch or two or three, depending on how huge a limb it is. And that, then you have a substantial reduction in the diameter. That's what we call the branch collar. And that's where you want to make the pruning cut just beyond that. Just after, the, after that limb drops in, in diameter, that's where we want to make our final pruning cut. But normally we don't make that all in one cut unless it's a very, very small branch that you can hold in one hand and clip with your clippers in the other. What we usually recommend is a, is a three-step, three-cut method. So again, we find out right past that branch collar, that's where we want to make our final cut. We'll go down the limb away from the trunk of the tree a certain distance, maybe you know a foot or, or so, and our first cut is actually going to be on the underside of the branch. And why we do that is to prevent, if you, if you start at the top of the branch and cut down on a lot of trees, before you get the cut made, it'll strip down. And you've all seen that. And we've seen that on, on damaged trees too. And the worst thing in the world is if that strips all the way back to the trunk, because then you have the trunk exposed. And that's a very high potential to get decay established. If you do a proper pruning cut, you're probably not going to affect the tree as far as the trunk part at all. The, the limb is almost, it's kind of odd the way trees grow, but the limb's almost a separate entity from, from the trunk. So if we make a proper pruning cut, we don't have that problem. So again, our first cut is underneath, and then we'll go just maybe a, a half inch or an inch further down the limb past that undercut and make and make a cut that goes all the way through. And what'll probably happen is it'll break off right there at that first cut we made, the undercut. Then you have a limb stub that's maybe, you know, uh, six inches or a foot in diameter. And you've taken all the weight off of that limb. You know, if you're, if you're talking about a 10 foot long limb, you know, it could weigh several pounds, maybe even hundreds of pounds. So we've taken all that off. Now we can go back to our branch collar, just past the branch collar and make our final cut. And again, that, 
right there at that branch collar, that's where the tree has all the mechanisms to seal that any any wound off. So that's where we want to make it. And then we've again we've prevented the stripping of the bark down to the trunk, which is again the major the major problem. Uh, so that's that's if we're taking a branch off at the trunk. Now, if we're just taking a part of a branch off, you know, if if the branch is ten foot long and we we only need to take about five foot of it off for whatever reason, or that's where the damage was. What we want to do is come back until we find another branch that's at least a third of the size of what we're taking off. So if we've got a three inch branch that we're taking off, you know, in diameter, we want to come back to one that's at least an inch. And if we'll cut it just past that, then that branch will take over and and the tree will, will seal off the wound and the growth will go in the direction of that. So you can actually direct, you know, we're talking about the, the lawnmower issue, you know, where you're mowing under it. If you'll come back and cut to uh, a branch that's pointing upward, then that's, that will force the growth. That's where the growth will go. If you cut back to a branch that's growing downward again, you're just, you know, next year you'll have to come back because that branch is, that's where all the direction is, of the growth is so again we can kind of direct our growth uh depending on where we prune so we can we can grow it away from where it's becoming a problem and again that's that gets back to the topping so if you need to take you know some larger branches if they're starting to impact uh, a, a house or or you know something like that now if it's impacting a power line you don't want to mess with it i mean that's that's where you bring in the professionals because you know people get killed in that so but if it's starting to impact your house or or some other you know for some reason you're trying to reduce the height of the tree uh you want to make sure that you come back and and cut it by that branch that's at least a third the size otherwise What's going to happen is that entire branch will start to die from the inside when when decay becomes established and the the tree will go ahead and put on growth on the outside but if you think about like a pvc pipe you know in a few years that's what you've got you've got a hollow branch with a lot of growth on the outside and so that becomes a problem but if you'll if you'll go back to a branch it's at least the third to size that's the direction the tree will grow and and the decay will probably not become established and, and the tree will do all right. Is there a certain amount of uh, canopy, you know, like if you really need to do a hard prune on a tree or something, um, is there a certain amount of canopy that you should stop at? Or is there, there a guide to like how much you can prune off of a tree at one time? Yeah, that's, that's a great question. Uh, we try not to take off any more than 25 to 25 to a third, you know, 25, 30% of the, of the canopy at any one time. So if you've got a tree that, that you haven't done anything with, or maybe you just bought a, a, a farm and you're moving out there and, and the trees hadn't been maintained, uh, especially like fruit trees, things like that, you can't do it all at one time. So don't take off any more than, than 25% or so a year. Uh, because if you do, then you can stress a tree and, and you can kill trees. And that's, that's another reason we don't like topping. If you just come in and round off a tree, I have seen that numerous times, especially large, beautiful shade trees uh, in, in your yard. They'll go under stress and a lot of times they'll die. 
and so again, what we want to do is is take off about twenty five percent and and then come back next year, you know, and, and take off a little bit more. You you know, if it's something that hasn't been taken care of, you can't you can't do it all at once. So so try not to remove any more than twenty five or thirty percent of the of the crown at any one time. Yeah, and if if we do that topping like we you know we see several times, you know, not only and if they do survive, a lot of times we you know we have some structural issues that that can arise from topping trees. Is that correct? Yeah, that's true. That you know what happens is if you if you just cut a branch off at any any location and there's not again we we don't go back to the to the branch that's at least a third the size of what we remove that tree is stressed and it, it, something's wrong. So it has mechanisms, you know, to regrow branches and all up and down the trunk and limbs of a tree, they have hidden buds that are just sitting there waiting for some type of damage. So that tree thinks, oh, you know, I've got my limb cut off here. Uh, I'm losing chlorophyll. You know, I don't have the surface area of the leaves that I can, that I can produce food. So it will shoot out, you know, so you start out with one branch that you just cut off you know, at a, at a bad location, you're going to end up with five or six sprouts at the end of that. And the, you know, it's going to be all right. I mean, it's going to put out a lot of surface area of leaves, but what happens is we were talking about earlier, if, when the decay becomes established, you're talking about that PVC pipe that's hollow on the inside and on the outside, you have all this flush of growth that's starting to create weight and the, these limbs are expanding every year. So they may be in five years, they may be 20 foot long. And again, you, you have, you've lost the structure of that. So that's just waiting. Uh, you know, that's the one that falls on your truck at, you know, in the middle of the night or during, during the windstorm or, or the ice storm, you know, that's, that's the problem. So if you already have that, then you have a lot of issues. You have to come back and fix that. If you inherited, you know, you bought your farm and, and somebody came in, you know, before you bought it and topped the shade trees there in the yard. Well, you've got a lot of issues that you're going to have to work to correct, correct that, you know. So, again, uh, topping is bad. And if it gets to the point where uh, the tree is impacting power lines or something like that, it may be it may be a better option to remove the tree and plant a tree that's not going to be such a hindrance, you know, in the future. It always amazes me, Carol, is there, there's people out there that take, take quite a bit of money just to top big old trees. <laughs> and it just kills me when I see it done. Uh, well, Sean, that, you know, of course, I, like I say, I was in the tree care professional, I think. I mean, I did a lot of training of, of tree pruners and, and uh, some of the people that do line pruning and stuff. But if, if I was looking, if I needed a tree pruned and I looked in the, if I didn't know anybody and I looked in the phone book to get, you know, somebody to come out and look at my tree, if they advertise tree topping in their advertisement, I would never call them. I mean, yeah. tree topping is, I mean, that's one of those things that Joe's got a chainsaw so that and a ladder. So that makes him a, you know, a tree care professional. He's got it on the side of his truck it says Joe tree care and yeah you know, lawnmower repair. Well, those are the kind of people they make and take down a tree if you need one taken down. But I would, I would never have those people work on a tree 
because again, topping is not a profession, uh, a professional activity. So, you know, that's like if you're looking for a doctor and he advertises using leeches, you know, that's probably, <laughs> I probably wouldn't go to them if I had some kind of issue. Yeah. That's just one of those red flags. Uh, so again, something to think about. I'm not saying that all of them do, but if they advertise topping, that's not something that in, in the, the tree care profession is is used and thought of highly. So again, that's just my personal opinion. If it hurts somebody's feelings, well, I'm, I'm sorry, but that's just the way it is. Yeah. You know, that's a good point because, you know, it's it's quite expensive to take out a tree, big tree. Like if you have a tree up next to your, your house or something and you need to take that sucker out, you're talking, you know, uh, thousands of dollars in expense at some sometimes to get that tree taken out. So those are all good points. And is there anything else you would recommend if somebody's going to call a professional, what, you know, what kind of questions they should be asking? before they let somebody come out and start taking a tree down next to their house or something. Well, you know, that, that's a good point. And, and that's something I stress a lot when I do uh, used to do homeowner programs and master gardener programs is you always want to make sure that they're licensed and that they're insured, uh, not licensed, that they're bonded and insured. We don't have a tree licensing program in Arkansas, but the bonding means that, if when they're cutting that tree next to your house, if they drop a big limb on your house, their insurance company pays for it. If you just get Joe from across the road with a chainsaw and he cuts a limb on your house, then you're going to have to pay for it. And, you know, your insurance company may not be too happy with the fact that <laughs> you cut a tree on your own house. You know, uh, what that's a little scary, but the scariest part of that is if they're not insured and it's your, it's on you as the homeowner, it's on you to check and make sure, don't just say, accept their word. I mean, check it because if they fall off of that tree and break a leg or break their back or something, and they're not insured, guess who has to pay for all their doctor bills? That's you as the homeowner. So that could be scary. I mean, if somebody, you know, falling out of a tree is a bad thing, but you know, you having to pick up what could be thousands or hundreds of thousands of uh, doctor bills would be a very, a very bad thing. So again, make sure. And again, I, I know most people are honest, but if they, if they're actually insured, they're proud of that because they're paying for that, you know, and it's expensive. So they'll give you their insurance company and, and the number and you call them and check and make sure that, that that insurance is up to date. And if it's not, even if it's, you know, your best friend, don't let them up there because like, again, if they fall out of that tree or they fall out of that bucket truck or, uh, and get injured, you don't want hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of doctor bills that, that you will have to pay for. That's good points. I really had never considered that part of it. Um, I would just always thought about, you know, somebody drops a tree on your corner of your shed or your house or something. I never thought about because they are dealing with a lot of, you know, equipment. And that brings up, you know, if you're going to prune a tree yourself, you know, what kind of equipment would you recommend for, uh, for homeowners? Well, you know, you said earlier about cranking up your chainsaw. If you need to crank up a chainsaw, you've waited too long. You know, I mean, the problem has gotten too big, but 
for, for most people, uh, homeowners using hand saws, and if you have a good set of bypass pruners, that should be what most of your pruning is. Uh, if you have to crank up a chainsaw, again, you, you've, you've waited too late. I, I mean, it could be a point where you have some storm damage or something that comes through. Uh, but again, if all your pruning is done with a chainsaw, <laughs> you, you know, you're probably, you're probably letting things go too long before you, before you fix them. And I guess one of my big pet peeves is if you have to get a ladder out, you need to hire somebody else to do it because that's where 99% of the accidents happen to homeowners. If you have to get on a ladder uh, to prune a limb, you're, that, that's something that we never ever do in, in the tree care profession. You know, So don't get your 20 foot ladder out and put it on the side of the tree because if you don't believe me, all you gotta do is go to YouTube and look at tree pruning. And that's, that limb, that big limb that you cut off up there, it's gonna take that ladder out from under you. And then you're 20 foot up in the air, either hopefully hanging onto the tree, but in, <laughs> waiting on somebody to come, your neighbor to come across the road and put the ladder back up. But in most cases, it happens so fast that you're on the ground looking up and wondering what happened before it's over. So again, never use a ladder. If you have to use a ladder, uh, you probably need to hire a professional and let them come in with a, with a bucket truck. Uh, of course, you know, they have pole saws and things like that, that that you can do from the ground. But if you have to get a ladder out, uh, don't do it. Well, it's mainly when you crank the chainsaw up, it has some, a little bit of revenge factor in there, you know, because <laughs> you, you're going at full speed on the lawnmower under the tree and the limb whacks you in the face and it just, white, you know, a white red hot rage just <laughs> overcomes you and you just <laughs> have yeah. the nearest chainsaw to whack it off, you know. It just... <laughs> well, that's probably a pretty good place to stop right there for today. We've had a great discussion with Carol uh, about tree pruning today here on Around the Homestead podcast. He'll be joining us over the next couple of episodes and we'll be talking about shade tree selection and planting as well as some common tree issues, uh, diseases, insects, those kinds of things that we've seen as we've made some homeowner visits over the years. In the meantime, we have a lot of great resources on our website, which is uaex.uada.edu. Uh, there you can search around the homestead. You can find you, that'll bring take you to our webpage there. We've got this episode plus upcoming episodes and previous episodes posted, as well as we'll post with some, with some uh, we'll post some resources about tree care and pruning with this episode, but there's a lot of great information on our website. I encourage you to check that out. But in the meantime, we, we wish you luck in your uh, tree pruning and tree planting endeavors, and we'll see you around the farm. We hope you have enjoyed this episode of Around the Homestead podcast. To learn more about today's topic, be sure to visit our website at uaex.uada.edu. Be sure to join us next time on Around the Homestead podcast.